Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I hope you are all well, inshallah. Welcome back to another Ilmfeed podcast with your host, Shabir Hassan. Uh, today, very excited. Uh, we have another international guest and we have someone who you've probably seen on the big screen. Um, and more recently, for those of you who have been following, we've actually done previous podcast episodes touching on Ottoman history uh, and we've even discussed the series Dirish uh, Erturul. Um, so this particular individual that we have today has been on that show. So he's an actor uh, by profession and he's here with us in the UK now, alhamdulillah. Um, so we have with us on the Umfeed podcast today our dear brother Rashad Strick. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam How are you brother, you okay? Alhamdulillah, well, thank you alhamdulillah. brother. Alhamdulillah, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's an honor, thank it's you. It's a pleasure to have you on, thank you so much. It's funny, can I tell you something that's quite funny, right? Because, so you are, so, so you're half Bosnian and people have watched you on, on Erturul where you were speaking Turkish, right? So when I, when I first heard you speak, I was like, where did that Australian accent come from? I don't think a lot of people expect it. Do you see what I mean? Because they're just my, my accent come here? Yeah, did we it, don't expect did, it. Did it come here? Yeah, as in like, uh, yeah, the, the Australian accent. No one expects it because I, I think a lot of people don't know that you're, that you're, you're actually born in Australia. Because yeah. they're so accustomed to seeing you, like for example, in Erdogan, speaking Turkish. Yeah. It's quite funny. So, how many languages do you speak? Okay, I get it. So, uh, yeah, people flip out totally. They're like, they're, like, <laughs> they're just so confused. They're, they're very confused yeah, when, yeah. They, when they meet me. Right. Uh, especially when they meet me in Bosnia, where I live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially like Turks. Like when when Turks, mm. well, I have a cafe, and like when Turks come into my cafe and, that, and they see me and they start talking to me, and they start speaking English or they start speaking, and they just they just can't really put yeah, their finger yeah. on it. Wow. Okay. And and so so you speak. You, do you speak fluent like Turkish? Yes. And and how did you, how did that come about? You well, just had to go well, about like, and it, learn. It wasn't easy, brother. Okay. It wasn't easy. Uh, I'm dyslexic. Okay. Um, and the thing is, uh, learning another language uh, as as a dyslexic person, it, it's like I just never thought I would mm. learn another language. I just, I mean, I took language language classes in school. Yeah. And I just didn't learn anything, and I just. Just never thought I'd learn another language, but when someone puts money on the table, it's <laughs> yeah. inspirational. You know, you just start <laughs> learning languages. But I've heard Turkish is difficult to learn. I've heard it's very difficult. Subhanallah, it's, it's a. I don't know Arabic. I, I know a lot of words from Arabic yeah, because yeah. of half of Turkish yeah, yeah. is Arabic. Yeah. But uh, mm. it's it's just like mathematics. Like you can't say a, a sentence wrong. Not like English. English. You, Everything is wrong. Everything's like muddled up and like back to front, and you're okay. just speaking a language like a. I don't. I don't get it. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Well, like so, the the the, the verb is always yeah. at the end of the word, right? Uh, end of the sentence. I mean, and and like like it's it's a perfect uh, sentence. Like the sentences in in Turkish is like perfect. I don't know Arabic. Maybe Arabic is probably similar, but I know a lot of mm. words from Arabic. Yeah, but uh, you cannot. It's it's mathematical language Turkish. I see. Where English is is more like a a mat language. It's like the, yeah, everything yeah. came from everywhere, all over the world, yeah, yeah, and it's course. like muddled up, and yeah, yeah. and you can say something completely wrong, and people understand you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I see what you mean. I mean, with so with Arabic. So for me, like you know, that's not my first language. I had to learn the Arabic language. So obviously, that was a challenge in and of itself. But like, there's actually so many similarities between Arabic language and Turkish. There's so many words 
uh, yeah, yeah. that, that are half, very similar. Half the half of the language in Turkish is, yeah. is Arabic. All the kelime came from Arabia. Interesting. Yeah, because I mean, even when I was watching like Ertuğrul, it's like half the words I was picking up. You understand? Because, yeah, because because I know Arabic. So it's quite interesting. So if you know Arabic, you'd learn Turkish very easily. Much easier than me. Yeah, do you think so? Absolutely. I was in classes with with uh, Syrians, and they they were learning like that. Really? Actually, I was in classes with. Uh, it was really interesting. South Koreans they have the same uh, sentence uh, structure as, as Turkish, so mm. they were learning really quickly. Wow, I see. So how long did it take you? Uh, it took me a good year. A, a good year. A good year to to be able to go and sit down with old people and drink tea with them and just, <laughs> just like just well i mean to language. be able to like go on the big screen and 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 get into a turkish series and obviously that clearly that not even being your first or second language that's quite impressive like to get to okay get so to actually actually i i went to turkey mm. and I, I took classes intensive classes for a good solid year before i started any acting right so it wasn't like i just turned up and just like yeah, started yeah. learning like there's people that write on Facebook. I've seen these. They get sent to me all the time. Oh, Reshad Strick. I uh, didn't even know a day of Turkish when, when, when he... He didn't even know a, a word of Turkish when, when he arrived on the set of Eterol. And oh, so we all have a chance. It's not over, you know? I'm thinking, you guys have no idea what I went through. They use you as like a motivational uh, quote, basically. They yeah. use you as a meme. They turned you into a meme. <laughs> a meme. Alhamdulillah. Well, well, it's interesting to hear because to be honest with you, I, I didn't even know you were Bosnian. Uh, I, half Bosnian. I thought you were Turkish, actually. Um, going back, like when I first when I first came across you, um, so it's interesting. Um, and we'll talk about Bosnia because obviously I went there recently as well. You're based out there now. You've got yeah. your own cafe there, which is funny because we we didn't get to meet in Bosnia. We did message each other. Yeah. We were like, let's meet in Sarajevo, and we didn't get to meet. But Alhamdulillah, here you are now in the UK on on our turf. On, on, in, your, in your podcast, <laughs> and on the podcast exactly. Alhamdulillah, perfect. Um, one thing I want to speak about is okay. Let's let's start with this whole acting thing. Where did that even start? Like, because a lot of kids, a lot of kids growing up, they always say, right, like, yeah, one of the things I want to become is an actor, mainly because that's what I guess that's what they see on the big screen. They see it in Hollywood. Um, so everyone has this aspiration: I want to become an actor, I want to become a singer, or something like that. Um, when did when did things become serious for you? Where you were like, yeah, you know what? I want to get into to acting. Uh, so growing up, uh, mm. I was. Uh, it's, it's a really long story. It's, it's it's not an easy story. Like you know how you became a hafiz and right. a scholar. Uh, it's 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 a long story. Okay. You know, so uh, I guess I really loved acting mm-hmm. at a small age, and. I, it's like one and one together that uh, there's a huge gap where there's no Islamic content. Mm. Uh, as a kid, I was <clears> watching the film The Message yeah. on a daily basis. I knew that was like my basic Islamic really? knowledge was just coming from the message. Like, yeah, I wasn't yeah, listening yeah. to anything else, I was just like the message that and some Ahmadidat books and things yeah, like that, yeah, and yeah. some Tabli Jemma and like, yeah, when I was yeah. a kid. But that was my basic, like, you know, Islamic knowledge mm. in Australia because there's not that many Muslims where I grew up. Mm. In Australia, there were, I was there, I was the only Muslim in my school. Basically, mm. me and my brothers were the only Muslims in our school. Yeah. Right, so I just knew that I wanted to do something. I knew there was so many amazing stories, and I just wanted to, to get into film, cinema. And uh, when I graduated from university, 
And when I graduated from high school, my mother was like supporting me. My mother's a convert and she was supporting me. She's like, you know what, do it, do it. Just keep it halal and do it. And it was really hard going through university, trying to keep things halal. Mm -hmm. in, 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 you just think about drama school. Drama school is just like this. Is Biggest mm. shaitan ever, you know. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, I got through drama school without kissing one girl. Wow. You know, that, that's, that's a huge compliment. And is that supposed to be a big achievement? Like, Brother. Because I, mean, I, I mean, I have no idea about drama school here, so. Uh, so drama, <laughs> drama school is, so, yeah, it's a big achievement, yeah. brother. Yeah? <laughs> I pat <laughs> okay. myself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so that, that was drama school. Yeah, and, so and after the, that, uh, I graduated and I got an agent. I started, I started working as an actor. Ended up going to Hollywood and working there as an actor. Then later, uh, for some reason, I just wanted to go to Bosnia, where my father was from. Ramadan was coming up, and I just booked my ticket. Hollywood, you want to talk about Hollywood? Hollywood. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, wait, let's 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 go back slightly. Let's, oh yeah, let's go slightly. Right. So so, you you literally graduate from like drama school. And then, and then you get yourself an agent. I'm just trying to like figure out the steps. Yeah, so, so you get so, yourself an agent. So what happens? What happens in drama school? You go to drama school. Mm. You do a bunch of plays. You, you study all kinds of things like uh, voice. Right. There's all different types of voice uh, theories. You know, meth methods of, of improving your voice, improving the, the vibration of your voice. So if you want to be a theater actor, you want to. Study things about projecting your diaphragm. You study things about phonetics, mm. you know, articulation. You do all kinds of voice exercises, voice warm ups, things like that. I mean, university mm. is pretty hard. Then you have movement. You you study things like the Alexander technique. You know, trying to to center yourself and, and always be centered. And that, that's you do things yoga, tai chi, all this sort of stuff. Like drama schools. Drama school is amazing. I, I really loved it because it it, it made you it made me. Uh, a scented person, you know, really, really just mm. got rid of all these little. I had, I had little. Everyone has like an ism, right, or something like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. a tick or something like that. They're doing always. And drama school really just, just you just shave all that because in acting, when you're building a character, you want to start from zero, mm. and so you want to be as neutral as possible. And so drama school is good for that for me because growing up in Australia. When you have articulation is terrible. Australians are like talking to the ground all the time. They're like, hang on, hang on, hang on. You know, they're like, it's a lazy culture. And like, and their articulation is terrible in Australia. Uh, when they ask a question, that at the end of the, the question, that always goes up. They're like, do you want something? Like, that, do you want something? It's like, it's like, they speak like that, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's crazy. <laughs> So all this sort of stuff, we had to rearrange in drama school and become neutral. So you'd have to, I had to, I had to do so many voice things. My, my artic articulation was terrible at the time. Do you have to be good at accents as well? Oh yeah, we study phonetics. So you study phonetics. So that, that's so where you, it comes in. You, you, you <clears throat> just, you, phonetics is so good. It's like, it's like. So you can switch to an American accent quite easily. Some actors can switch like that. Okay. Some actors like myself need a few days to 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 work on it, you okay. know, work on it, practice, practice, yeah, yeah. and then and then it's easy. Mm, interesting. But it is. It's like it becomes easy once you start. Do working. you know why I'm asking these questions? I'm just thinking, like, um, would would this stuff be be useful for like a reciter of the Quran? What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
phonetics. Because this is not absolutely. the kind of stuff we're well, actually, taught. I, actually, when, when you, th- I think the first phonetics was Arabic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arabic was the first yeah, phonetics, yeah. phonetic, yeah, phonetical yeah. alphabet. But I'm talking about, you know, like this kind of practical stuff. It sounds like it would help, like, you know, your voice and phonetics and changing things up and then, you know, yeah. uh, projection. I think that that would be quite useful. Absolutely. I mean, ju- I mean away I mean, from the acting side of things. If you think about voice in, in the terms of voice, yeah, yeah. because you have multiple uh, multiplying vibration. Yeah. So you, you, you're doing things in class where you're trying to move your body while you're, vib- uh, while, while you're vocalizing something mm. and all that's doing is, is like creating more and more vibrations. And so more vibrations, the stronger the voice. Mm. So actors like people, Russell Crowe, things like that, they, mm. they, they work so hard on their voice. Mm. If you see early days, uh, Russell Crowe, to like Gladiator, there's like a world of a difference on mm. his tone of accent. He just like, as he speaks, it's like cream. It's like velvet. <laughs> and it's just like, he just eats, he just eats everything up, you know? <laughs> like people just like listening. They're like, wow, yeah. you know? Okay, I see. It's interesting. It's interesting. Okay, so coming back to it, um, so that's that's drama school. That's fine. So, how do you actually? Because I'm sure there's so many people around the world that go to drama school. How do you make it into Hollywood? Is that luck? Is that chance? Is that a good agent? What is it that gets you that break? Well, I think I think you need to be talented. Okay, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, I think you need to. You need to be talented and you can't be lazy. So I I believe one thing that got me through the door to Hollywood was I started making my own, my own short films. Okay. And that, that really helped because when I started making my own stuff, you know, so for our graduation in in university, everyone had their own show rule. It it came, you get to make your own show rule inside of the university. Mm. But what I did I went outside the university, I rented a horse, and I did all these like uh, cowboy stuff, and I just had, and I just made like an amazing showreel. Right. So when it came time to show all the agents, you know, when we're showcasing, uh, I definitely stood out. So, and I got, I got, I got a really good agent in Australia, in Sydney mm. at the time, and then I started getting offers on TV, and that's so. It's like you can. You need to be creative. You need to you need to do more than everyone else right. if, if you want to succeed. Because mm, it must be super competitive. Oh, it is. I yeah. mean, everyone wants to be a star. Yeah. Everyone's dreaming about being a celebrity. Yeah. Everyone's, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Everyone's, everyone wants everyone's to be the modern day king. It's like, <laughs> that's basically what it is. Yeah. So, okay. So, a lot of hard work. You need to be talented. Uh, again, I'm asking because a lot of actors... Uh, you might you might see that they they're having the, they're getting their breakthrough uh, quite late on in terms of their age like they they're, they're like forty and then they get a breakthrough so do you see what I mean they get that big breakthrough so why would that be is it because that they just you know they they, they weren't working hard enough or what is it was again it's just like just luck no I, it's, it? it's not just luck I think that they they because they're talented that, that's no, the thing they were always talented oh, there's a lot of talent out there yeah. That's not the point. I think there's a lot of talent out there. What I'm trying to say is that these people, uh, they they just didn't stop. Mm. They they persevered. They they kept going. They kept going. They kept going, and they played all kinds of roles. And then finally, they, they got that one breakthrough role, and it just happened for them. And next thing, they're mm. okay. So Hollywood, Hollywood, you made it. You made it into Hollywood. 
Uh, you, it's not you an accomplishment. Me... <laughs> it's not, no, no. <laughs> well, for, this, is, this is why we're discussing it, because for a lot of people sitting at home, listening, watching to this, they're thinking, that's the dream. That's what I want to be. You know, And there's kids growing up today, Muslim kids, that are like, that's, that's it. So this is why we're speaking to you. Let's talk about Hollywood. What, it, what was that like? When we talk about Hollywood, by the way, we're talking about, we're talking about like, because you know people can ask, who, who, who controls Hollywood? Like, who is... <laughs> it's, it's not what you think. I know, right? That's no, no, what I'm saying. I, I, it's not what you think. <laughs> but, but that's what people think. You know, right? I've, got a, I've got amazing friends yeah, yeah, from yeah. all religions in Hollywood, yeah, yeah. you know, and majority of people in Hollywood don't even know what Islam is. Mm, they don't even know what's going on in Palestine. They don't know. They don't know. They're just like oblivious. They're just like they're just thinking about success. They're just thinking about oh, I want to break. I want to break. I want to break. Yeah. I need. I need to keep going. <clears throat> they have no idea what's going on, and I don't think that there's like this uh, this super Masonic Zionism thing going on there in Hollywood. I just think people are trying to make money. You know, I think they they okay. They have their own side of the story that they're that they're propaganda that they're they're selling i mean mm. what, what what can i say to that i mean that that's fair play that's their their religion that's their mm. story that that's i mean what are we doing I mean, what, what are we doing where are we yeah yeah 100%. we're just sleeping watching and going to the movies and watching and popcorn watching it's like yeah yeah so uh hollywood it's a it's a dangerous place mm. Uh, you can get caught up very easily. Uh, people, I mean, majority of the people in this world don't know why they're here mm. or where they're going. And it's very easy to get lost in Hollywood. Mm. Alhamdulillah, uh, I always had Dean to, to come back to. Mm. And Dean is one thing that got me out of Hollywood. You know, I... I I was living with a friend there and I, I just started reading more and more Quran and I, I was like, I could, I could have stayed there. I had, I had a big office to, to, to stay. That was one offer was for uh, a TV show you might, you might know. Uh, it's called Spartacus. Mm. And I went through six auditions. I was yeah. going in weekend with the director, the writer, the producer, like everyone. And then uh, I was supposed to sign. I was supposed to sign. I was going through, on the telephone with my manager and agents and that. Signed to take the lead role. Yeah, it's the lead, lead role yeah. for Spartacus. And, and it was, the contract was awesome. It was awesome. It was like a dream role. I was like, yeah, Spartacus, fighting and all that. <laughs> I love that stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't? I mean, yeah. growing up, i got three older brothers. We were sportsmen. We, just, we love that stuff. So what happened with me was uh, we were going through the contract and the lawyer mentioned full frontal nudity and he's like, ha ha, but you're okay with that, aren't you, Rashad? Ha ha. And I was like, what? I was like, what's going on? Like, what do you mean full frontal nudity? And then I actually, we got off the phone and I called him back because like, mm-hmm. I was embarrassed to actually ask yeah, about yeah. it. So, so I said, what do you mean full frontal nudity? What do you mean by that? And he started explaining, uh, let me call them, the, the network, Stars, Sam Raimi, the Stars Network. And... And uh, he ended up calling me back the next day and he said, okay, so they've referenced Eastern Promises. And I don't know if you've, you've probably never watched that film. It's like, it's, 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 an, it's actually an English film <laughs> based oh. in England. Uh, the okay. Russian mafia where Viggo Mortensen is playing a Russian guy and he, Naomi Watson, and he ends up going to this uh, 
uh, Albanian spa and he's like hanging out there and then these Albanians come and get him and they're rolling he's rolling around naked and like you see everything and, and, right. it's, and, and they it's reference like, that for you and they reference that as, yeah. as that that's how naked they want me to be and I was just like I can't do that mm. I was just like I can't do that so I've never I've never done that before in my life and mm. I've never done that in, in drama school and I've got all this weight and I was like yeah. I can't do that I, think I, can't, I, I said to him no I'm not doing that and he was like, he was angry. The lawyer was angry. And then we had a whole conference call again about mm. that. And I mean, this, this is a sort of repetitious thing that was happening with me mm. in Hollywood. It wasn't easy. I'd like to get a role that was halal. It's is not easy, Mm-mm-mm. you know? So ended up saying no to it. And they were all gutted. Like, my agents were gutted. My manager was gutted. My lawyer course, was yeah. gutted. They, they were all like upset. And I was like, Nassib, I called my mom. She was really proud of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said, you know what, Rashad, it's just like, you know, if you won the lottery and you just invested in building a mosque, uh, it just wouldn't really mean anything, you know, so keep your need <coughs> clean, keep your intentions clean and, and yeah. just continue working. Something will come one day. Yeah. I was like, thanks, mom. And I spoke to my father. My father's, you're an idiot. Why did you he, he was like the opposite. He was like, yeah, he was a funny it. man. He, he was awesome. He, he was supportive, but he was just like, success was yeah, obviously yeah. more important. And he, he just had a different philosophy for me. Mm. But my mother was very, very supportive. And and so after that, I had a few other roles in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, but I kept getting these big roles and everything was like to, everything was like sex. Everything was like, mm. it's like that's Hollywood. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know, sex sells. Obscenity and all you know, these things, yeah. If you if you look at anything that's a commercial, mm. there's a woman there, probably oh, yeah, a naked yeah. woman, and it's that's that's what this world is about sales. For literally anything now, like to sell a car, to sell, you know, like a mobile phone, right. to sell a perfume, it's got nothing to do with, but they make it. You know, it's just hypersexualized society, isn't it? It's yeah, what we're living in. I actually thought about creating some sort of association about anti-sex, and I was like, you know, anti-sex for because. It, all the stories in Hollywood is all about that. Mm. It's all about sex. All or it's all about fantasy. Mm. And I, I used to like fantasy. I was I was like I kind of was okay with it. I would yeah. watch Harry Potter, watch all these sort of stuff yeah, yeah. until until I met my wife and she she just gave me a big lesson on that. And then I I, I freaked out and I was like, you know what? She's right. I was like, all this stuff is like useless. It's mm. just like just taking you into like another realm and just wasting your time really. yeah, yeah yeah so actually i don't watch any fantasy anymore so so how long did you spend in hollywood in total so i moved there at the, at the very start of 2006 mm. and i left uh, near the end of 2010 so that's like five years okay five years and in that time how many big kind of roles did you land or big films were you uh, part of? i did i did a film called my first film mm. Uh, you know, I did I did a few bad things. I did, I did so many stupid things, and like uh, I did about I did a, a Fox Studios film called The Hills Have Eyes Too. Mm. Uh, that was a, that was a really good experience because I got to go to Morocco to shoot, right. and I was filming with a great uh, German director, and also we had Wes Craven. We, I don't know if you know who Wes Craven is. He's like this uh, superstar night. Nightmare on Elmer Street, Scream, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So, and it was his production. So he came, and it was awesome. It was really good. 
uh, as my first first Hollywood uh, film, studio mm-hmm. film. After that, I, I had my own main role in uh, another horror film from the writer of The Ring 2, and that was called Don't Look Up, mm-hmm. and we filmed that on the Universal lot in uh, Universal Studio City, California. Mm. After that, I did I did a film called Newcastle. It was an indie film, an Australian indie film. It's very close to where I grew up. So, oh, okay. so not Newcastle here in the UK. Not Newcastle. I, I, actually, it's kind of like based on the same sort of city. I mean, Australia has all those little yeah, towns yeah, yeah. based on Mother England. So it's like, yeah, yeah. all like, like New South Wales. Is like, yeah, like yeah, all these yeah. little... So I did this role called Newcastle and, and that ended up going, premiering at the Tribeca Film Festival and I just did a bunch of other little things mm. and it was awesome. Okay. So good five years in Hollywood. Good five uh, years in Hollywood. I did a lot of uh, courses. I did a lot of lessons. Uh, mm. I kept that up. And what, what, was, what were your feelings during that time? Like during that time you were acting and it, because look, here's the thing, right? You were living the dream. And a lot of people would be like, you're, you're just getting started. You're warming up. Five years is nothing. Like, you could have kept going. So clearly that, that, that shows me, it shows to me, I've never spoken to you about this before. So from, from what you're saying, that shows to me that it was quite short-lived five years. That must mean that there was something, you want, there was something nagging away at you um, during that time for it to be that short-lived because you could have, like you said, you could have got that Spartacus role, you could have done so much more, could have been an right. amazing career. What was the feelings? Okay, so work, work's not a problem. I just mm. always believe risk will come from Allah. Right? Yes. So I, I, I was firm on that. Mm. And I didn't care about my career. I just didn't care. I had the best agent in the world. Mm. I had the best manager. I had the best everything. I had everything laid out for me. And it was quite too good to be true. Mm. And it's not easy to get that far at, at such a young age. I was 25. I was like, had everything there. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted to get married. Mm. Uh, a young Muslim living in a society where everyone is almost naked. Mm. I was like, I need to get married. Mm. Right? It's just a protection for me where I just, just time's running out. I'm youth. I was thinking about youth. I was always taught about, you know, don't waste your youth. Mm. You know, problem I was saying, said, don't waste your youth. You yeah. know, your youth, your youth is so important. <clears throat> so, uh, I just knew I just needed to. I don't know. I just, I just, Hollywood is an amazing place for work. There's so many opportunities there, but for me, uh, I, I just had to get out. And uh, my wife, when, when I met my wife in 2009, she, we were planning maybe to move to LA and I was like nah I don't want to live here I was like I'm out so we ended up moving to Bosnia and I got married in Bosnia um, and that, that was pretty much it I sold everything I had I mm. had like oh so much stuff At five years I accumulated so yeah. much stuff it was like I just had to sell everything and uh, I moved to Bosnia you moved to Bosnia then after you got uh, married yeah and you've been there since. Well, actually, we I had to I had to wait for my wife to get her papers to to go to Australia, but we just I don't know. I think we we're pretty complacent with that. I was just enjoying Bosnia, okay. and then so we stayed in Bosnia for a while, and then we ended up moving to Australia. Mm. And then I promised my wife when we were living. So sorry, it's a boring story, but uh, I promised my wife when we were living in Australia <laughs> that I'd take her back. 
Right. Because the first time she was away from her parents, I, I take her back to on a vacation to visit her parents. Yeah. On that vacation visiting her parents, uh, on the way back to Australia, we stopped in Istanbul. Right. And that's where it just stopped. When I stopped in Istanbul, I, I called a, a producer that I promised I would have coffee with. And I called them and I sat down and the producer's like, you're staying. <laughs> and I'm like, you're crazy. I'm so like, this was like, just a stopover? It was, was just a, a stopover No, it was just you. like a three-day stopover. We made like, yeah, yeah. we wanted to like, on the way back to Australia, yeah. we wanted to see, you know, go yeah, eat yeah. some food, you know, see some Sultan Ahmed, you know, just enjoy <laughs> yeah, that a little yeah. bit. And, and uh, this producer's like, you're not going anywhere, you're staying. Trust me. And I was like, this is a joke. This is not, I don't know Turkish. <laughs> I don't know Turkish. It's not going to happen. Right. And he's like, trust me. Yeah. I was like, I was like, trust me. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> so we started having meetings, yeah. and literally every meeting we went to, people were throwing offers at me, and I'm thinking these guys are idiots. They're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> What's, why do you need me? There's so many other good-looking actors here you can yeah, take, yeah, models, yeah. whatever, for your TV shows. Like, you don't need me. And they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking... So I had to go and tell my wife we're staying. And I met up with my wife and I was like, hey, so uh, what do you think about staying in <laughs> And then I, I, we had like a, I don't know, 12-hour debate about that. <laughs> I was yeah. like... I think mainly thing she she had her clothes all left in Australia that she really wanted. And, yeah. But anyway, we we ended up staying in Istanbul. Wow. We did intensive uh, classes in Turkish. Yeah. She also did because I thought I thought it'd be better that my wife also learned with me because yeah. she could talk to me in Turkish. She could help mm. me, and mm. she already knew Arabic, and my wife knows oh, Arabic. Okay. So so, so it's much easier, and she learned really quick. Oh okay. And I was like kind of jealous. I was like, fire <laughs> yeah, she's learning so quick. But in the end, uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty good in Turkish at the moment. So okay, and so so you, you you stayed there. So was it was it specifically for they wanted you for Ertuğrul this no. series, or was it like no, no. So, in general? Uh, so uh, I think Ertuğrul started started filming at the end of 2014. I'm sure. Mm. Uh, I moved there in, in like April 2013. Right. So I already had like almost a year and a half of Turkish. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And the Turkish people are very, they're not easy to deal with when you're doing trade. Mm. I mean, they're great. They're great at uh, bargaining and that, but they're not they're not easy. So if you ever do like a contract with a Turkish person, just beware <laughs> that, you know, things might not go to plan. Right? <laughs> and that that's, that's I think, a, a life lesson for me and my wife. Yeah. We... we like everything was like when you get things promised to you and they don't come through or they're late on yeah it just happens so many times so we i ended up doing a one small tv show and then an, another one was promised and it's the, <coughs> these promises that are coming and going it's like, it's like that so i was yeah. there doing turkish lessons and then i started on a tv show called felinta okay and that was originally uh, originally I was supposed to play the main role and then they put me to play like a smaller role and they were going to do another TV show with me later and these guys were paying me and so I was mm -hmm. like uh, it's a very exhausting story to tell <laughs> sorry man no that's okay so 
you know when you uh, were doing these films uh, and these roles in in Turkey would you say they're like still quite quite similar to Hollywood or was it like a bit more Islamic geared towards like Islamic uh, Hollywood <coughs> Hollywood uh, <coughs> they have a system mm. they have education Turkey does not have that <coughs> Turkey has no system at all and but there's no organization I mean I love Turkey I love Turkey I love yeah, the yeah. history there I love the people <coughs> I love all my best friends are there mm. but uh, it's actually it's hilarious that the, I, mean, I don't want to spoil it for you guys that are like loving Ezreal and all that but I'm sorry there's just no organization at all and no one knows what they're doing mm. uh, Hollywood I, I have huge respect for them they, they are so organized um, and also Australia and probably England England as well they're all, yeah. everyone, in the West they're so organized mm. uh, one small example when you get a script mm. Uh, in Australia, England, America, for a TV show, the, the norm is that you will have a table read with the cast and crew, right? Yeah. So what that involves is every all the actors come together on one day of the week, they have their coffee, they sit there and they read. Everyone reads their line and some person reads the uh, action in the middle of what's going on. Tom meets Jerry and things like that, you know? So everyone is on the same page of what's going to happen, right? Even the, the costume guys, makeup, everyone knows what they, they mm. write their notes and all that. And they usually do this table read about one week to two weeks before they shooting commences. Mm. In Turkey, there's not just no table read before they start shooting. There's not even a script when they start shooting. Right, so they they just have like sometimes they have a script, sometimes they're like just like still writing it and they're rushing it and like. That. So, and yeah. I think that's just with the whole system of Turkey. I think because of the organization of the budget or the organization of the project getting moving along, and then people just say, "Here's the money, quick, make it. We want it tomorrow." And that's what the Turkish mentality is like. Mm. Well, start shooting, we want it tomorrow. We need, it, we need, it, we need. It. I'm gonna give it in. It's like. But is it, do, do you feel like that's restricted to there or do you think anywhere outside of Hollywood or the West is pretty much like that, do you think? No, I think... I think... It's England, the same as Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think most Western countries or, or people that have gone and got Western education, they're, they're, yeah. they're usually like mm. on par with that. Okay. Because really, uh, I mean, the golden rule for acting and filmmaking is like an actor prepares. Mm-hmm. Right, an actor prepares. So yeah. makes sense. I was going to ask. Um, you know, you were in. Uh, so you were in season one of Ertuğrul. Did you have any idea at this point how big it would become? Because obviously now it's a global phenomenon. I mean, there's people watching it all over the world. Um, but season one at this stage, what was the plan for this show? Was it just supposed to be a local uh, Turkish? It's not local, so it's the national television. Uh, the national television, but yeah. the national television was known as not like the best channel. Mm. With with Ertuğrul, uh, it became the best channel. I mean, they had... Oh, really? Yeah, in terms of ratings, because yeah, they, yeah. they took all these uh, villages, mm. village of people, Muslims, who were practicing Muslims, mm. they started watching and, and the ratings went up. So they they took... A lot of the uh, the market, mm. 
did I know that it was going to be that successful? How could I know that because Turkey has never put on television a uh, positive Muslim hero on, I mean, they did, but it's like really soft and it's like corny and that sort of stuff. Like it was yeah. like always like really done bad or something. But this was like this was actually done really well. Yeah. yeah. So they hadn't succeeded doing anything prior to that. Mm. So how could I know? Uh, all I knew is that I knew the story really well mm. because of Ottoman history. Yeah. And I actually before going into my first meeting with the producer, I. I already finished reading the biography of Osman Ghazi. Mm. So I already knew about the, the yeah. in, in the yeah, biography, yeah. I had all the stuff about his father and that. So, so I already dropped all that sort of stuff in the meeting and he was like, wow, how do you know that? I was like, <laughs> it's my Doing history. My, research. Well, yeah, my, yeah. my history. So, yeah. So you did it. You said you did it. So naturally from what you've said, basically you, you couldn't have known. So this was like the first, you would say, um, it, it, TV show series in that sense, um, which really took off in Turkey, and then obviously later on now it's it's taken off pretty much everywhere, right? Muslim, and that has set Muslim, Muslim TV yeah, show yeah, because course, you yeah, have Muslim. you have Suleiman Yüzyıl, Suleiman the Golden Century of Suleiman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Magnificent. You have that, but that that's that's quite uh, a secular perception of mm. Suleiman it's not none of it is true it's all just about him hanging out in the Huram with, with the girls and all that yeah. none of that's factual mm. the, none of that has none, none, there's nothing there based on facts if you if you do any research on Suleiman you see how much money he spent on, on the devlet you see how mm. much money he spent on, on, on the empire mm. see how much money how, how how many days he actually spent inside of the top kapi saray mm how many days he actually spent in there it wasn't much days like, he was always on horseback so how could he be in the know, hanging out with girls like, oh, mm. you. It's, like, it's like the most secular uh, point of view uh, mm. you know the way they made that and everyone was watching it it was successful yeah uh, but Tirolish Eterum is something else yeah it, it, it definitely definitely uh, is positive mm. In all manners, I mean, it's it's not like uh, how do you say that word? I'm, so, I'm just thinking in Bosnian now. <laughs> so how do you say that word? Like like uh, offering? How do I say offering? Uh, like in your face, like but disgusting in your face. It's not it's not like that. It's like very very pleasantly mm. portraying Islam. So yeah, no, I think I think a lot of people got that got that same feel from the from the show. Uh, obviously, your your particular role it was interesting uh, in season one, which is that you were playing uh, is it Claudius. Is that how you pronounce Claudius, it? Claudius, yeah, yeah. who was uh, what Crusader? Yeah, Templars, Templars Knight. Templars Knight, uh, and then converted under Ibn Arabi, um, becomes a Muslim by the name of Omar, uh, and then eventually, obviously, martyred. Uh, <laughs> in the show, is that is that was that is that is that just a new character that they introduced? Or was it is that? No, so I was supposed to go on. Mm. Uh, I had my Alp uniform and all that. I was supposed to go on, mm. but I had problems with <clears throat> the main actor, mm. and things just didn't go well. So I was obviously just booted out, and that was okay. I was like, I had other jobs, so yeah. But uh, I really <coughs> loved my character, mm. and I was quite sad that to leave because. 
uh, you know, the character that I portrayed, mm. it's like, finally, I could get to play a Muslim. Yeah, you know? yeah. After all these years, I was like, Alhamdulillah. I was like, <laughs> well, I got to play, like, after that, I was, I, I did a, we did like a fragment for Musab Ibn Umair. Okay. And we, sh- we filmed that in Konya it's in one of the, in one of the areas in Konya yeah. and they had the Kaaba there and everything was beautiful uh-huh. they got the beautiful set there there's another what Turkish this is, this there's another, another it, it, we did like a fragment for that and that didn't, didn't end up getting made but mm. okay and um, let's let's ask you a slightly different question so we, we've heard about now Hollywood we've heard about Ertuğrul and your experiences acting um and obviously, you said that it took many years for you to finally land this this role where you could play a Muslim, uh, right? So my question is that there's a lot of people, like we already said before, want to become actors, want to become stars, you know, want to want to get into this kind of stuff, or they want to ma- even make it into the mainstream, right? Let's say, for example, I'm presenting on Ilmfeed. Let's say I have aspirations. One day, I want to be presenting. I don't know. I want to be the next. Tonight show, right, with with Shabir, something like that, right? Where I'm going to be inviting all these people. Let's just say, okay. uh, for, for argument's sake, right? Can I be a practicing uh, Muslim, um, you know, someone who's firm on my beliefs, and make it to that level, mainstream, where I'm I'm rubbing shoulders with the biggest of names, without compromising any of my Islamic values, my faith, my tradition, do you think it's possible having been there? <laughs> I would like to see it possible. Yeah. I'd, I'd just like to see it possible. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, up until now, has it been possible? Mm. Has it been possible up until now? I don't think so. So, so let's say no. It hasn't <laughs> been possible. So, uh, still... I'm positive in believing that that mm. the future holds something for that for mm. for, for some sort of uh, I I'd, I'd just love to see I'd love to see that yeah. and I I just I believe that you know there's, there's so much stuff to be done in yeah. in media mm. you know not not just films and TV there's all kinds of media that that we we Muslims are, are lacking you know we all worry about other jobs but media is so important mm. you know I just I just believe that I'd, I'd love to see that so do you have so what are the what do you have in your mind like give us give us some ideas because that's what yeah that's, that's ideas what, what I want to do or what, what I no, want to no, see no just in general like what, what, what would you like to see Muslims doing differently in the media uh, okay so first of all I'd like to see think tanks I'd like to see think tanks of of Muslims having having their own think tanks with throwing out ideas because mm. we, obviously we have no idea, right? Mm. And everyone thinks they're like more important than each other. It's just like we're just just getting moving nowhere. It's like, I mean, okay, not to be not to not to be uh, negative to you guys, but we've had radio stations for how long? I mean, I remember growing up, we had ra- Islamic radio stations. Yeah. And we're still there. We're still at Islamic radio stations, you know what I mean? And newspapers <laughs> and stuff like that. And, and I, I'd like to see more content. Uh, I, I definitely think that, oh, man, this is, uh, TV shows are, are so important. Documentaries are so important. I mean, there, there's so many great things in the world mm. that we aren't, 
uncovering. I'm, Asian history, uh, so important. Mm. I mean, you, have, you guys have like, you guys have so many heroes and mullahs and things like that that, that our generation don't even know about that. We haven't even discussed them. We haven't, you guys got so many great stories about heroes and things like mm. that that I'm sure that the younger generation don't know about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's our history, I mean, not just not just your history, but that's our history, the Ummah's history. Mm. So I'd love to see I'd love to see that sort of stuff, even on documentaries, just simple documentaries. Mm. You know, uh, so I, I like to look at history a, a lot because yeah. I think we learn a lot from history. Yeah. yeah. So Salahuddin, I, right now I'm I'm preparing a script for Salahuddin. Right. I'd like to make a Salahuddin TV show, and uh, I'd like to see that happen in mm. in the next year, and. That I think is amazing because Salahuddin is it's just it's one of the the, the major mm. uh, people in the last one thousand years. So yeah. I mean, there there are things like short film competitions. I think we should do. I think we should, I think kids need to be educated in media. I think kids need to go into it and study it. I think I think there needs to be mentorships uh, mm. designed. I think the scholarships need to be designed. I think that. I, I look at mentorships a lot because myself going through Hollywood and going through everything I had, mm. I didn't have one mentor. They always taught, they always tell you in drama school, you need a mentor. Mm. You need to find yourself a mentor. When I was in Hollywood, I had Colin Farrell as my mentor. Really? Right? So I was, I'd call him up, we'd go have breakfast. Mm. Right? I had, I had like really good mentors. Right? So when, when you're coming up, it's very easy to get lost. If you have questions, you need to be guided. Mm. So having, so you think it would help even with Muslim youngsters, kids, having a mentor who has best of both, basically, who can, who can, who can, who can. It's it's the guidance. It's, yeah. the, it's the guidance. Mm. You, you need a big brother. Mm. If if you, it's just like having <clears throat> a sheikh, right? You have a sheikh. You, you studying Islam. You, you need your sheikh, right? Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Everyone, everyone needs an imam. Everyone, they have a question. You're going to go to the imam yeah, and you yeah. ask him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's interesting. No, I think I think you're right. There's a lot of areas where we as Muslims, because the thing is, there's a lot of talent in the Ummah. There's a lot of talent. We have Muslims who can who can produce videos, who can, you know, act, who are creative, who are talented. But I think what you're trying to say is we need to kind of direct that, and we need to kind of organize it better rather than just. One random idea here, one random idea there. Because, you know, going back to this whole discussion on Hollywood, you said it's very structured, very organized. So you're saying that we need we need Muslims to they do They have a system. Yeah. It's not just them. It's like, I mean, with everything, they have a system. Yeah. The Western world has a system. Mm. Right? They, they, they have a foundation. They have a system. They, it's a structure. Yeah. You do this, you do this, you get there. Mm. Right, so for us, I mean, it's, it's the biggest problem for us Muslims is that we we start off, especially going into acting, mm. we start off with a clean niyat. We go into acting school, we go into drama school, university. You have no Muslim friends. You're surrounded with these people that are just doing everything under mm. the sun, and you get lost in it. Mm. And all you're thinking about, oh, I just want to, I just want to have a clean niyat and and. Uh, do good so I can make my 
own Islamic production one day or something like that. I want to be Muslim actor and do Muslim films and stuff like that and tell Islamic stories and things. Mm. But uh, unfortunately, you, you get surrounded, very, you're eaten up very quickly, and then uh, next thing you know, you're you're lost. You're lost. So that's why you need a mentor, mm. right? That's why you, you really need someone to say to you, okay, step back, do this, do that, watch this, watch that, read this book, read that, go go watch this play, go meet this person, you know? You need someone. To, to, you need, it, needs, it needs to be structured like that. Mm. Having a structure. And uh, what do you think about having... Uh, the 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 need to for to have like an Islamic production, like a major film. Has it been done? Has it been done? Like a major, a major film that is an Islamic film. In other words, that's hit the the screens. In your in your knowledge, in my knowledge, I, I, listen, I really like the the series Omar. Omar series, yeah. I, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. There's Dear Lish. Yes. What else? I mean, we're running out of ideas already. So in in how many years? Yeah. Uh, we Muslims must. I mean, because the message was what? Mm. What seventy four? What was that? What was that? What year was that? Yeah, I mean, no, seventy four. That was around seventy. It was decades before I was born. Yeah, I know that for sure. No, because I remember my mother and father went to the cinema and watched that, and my mother yeah. was like confused, like why why are the Arabs find the Arabs, why are the Muslims find the Muslims. She's just like, <laughs> yeah. And we had we had one of our close brothers from here from from Birmingham he who did uh uh Birmingham London I can't even remember now he's London one day in the harem he heard of this film where he goes out in the in the harem uh, in Mecca films it so that that's that was that got to the cinema but that's not a film that was a documentary yeah documentary yeah that was a documentary um but yeah other than that really to be honest with you the ones that you mentioned which is Dirilish which has done well Omar series did very well um, but there's there's but n- there's nothing. I mean, there was the the cartoon, the Bilal one. Bilal one, yeah. yeah. So th- there was that, but uh, I mean, so you have certain things you need to tick boxes off in, mm. as, as in Hollywood, like Hollywood style things. Yeah, you can't just become a filmmaker. So you might have a, you might be a sheikh, and you're you're, you're like, like I say, like an Arab Gulf Khaliji sheikh, and your father's like a billionaire. And say, oh, I want to be a filmmaker, and you make something, and it's it's, it's a piece of dirt, and no one's going to watch it, and all that. That's that's our umma right now, right? That's all. That's what we're doing. We're just like throwing money everywhere. And we don't know what we're doing, mm. right? So we aren't reading or going through uh, theories mm. on filmmaking. Yeah. Right, so once we start going through that, the theories of how to write a script, mm. the golden rules of what you need inside of a script. You know, you have certain act breaks in, in your script. You have your first act, your middle, your middle act, your second act, mm. and your third act. That's that's a general blockbuster sort of thing. Yeah. And then you have your A story, your B story, your midpoint. You have, they have all these like the catalyst. Your, there's so much stuff. And when you when you get into the science and the architecture of writing a script, I mean, it, it can go forever, mm. right? So much into it, so deep. And once you once you start building that up, and it's amazing. But we, in the Muslim world, we, we just neglect that. We're mm. like, we're like, oh, let's copy, let's copy this movie or something. It's like, it becomes so cliche. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's, like, it's, it's very boring to watch. It's just like... Mm. I, no, just, I agree I, with you. I 100% agree. Oh, that's why I, I can't take it anymore. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm going to make something. 
So is no. that your plan now? What's next from Rashad Strick? I'll come on a TV show. Yeah. Uh, that's on in Turkish. Yeah. Uh, national television. I travel around the world. I, I live with families and we I do hard jobs with them, like really difficult jobs with them, from honey hunting in the Himalayas to uh, unregistered gold mining in Indonesia wow. to whale hunting, all kinds of fishing, all kinds of all kinds of crazy jobs. Wow. And that's been great. We've been all through Asia, uh, Indonesia, Philippines. I just came back from the Philippines, uh, Nepal. North Africa. Next, I think we're going to Ethiopia. So I'm, I've still got that on the side. I'm doing mm. that. Um, and I'm slowly getting into uh, development for my Salahuddin project. I really want to get that off the ground. Inshallah. I think that's, I think it's time. So I think that'll be really good. Yeah. Inshallah. And, and you're going to join us on Ilmfeed to, to create something together. I, I love Ilmfeed. Ilmfeed is <laughs> amazing. I watch your stuff and I, I, I really love it. Inshallah. Inshallah. You do a great job and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure, Brother Rashad, having you on. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours. To be should we, should we just keep going? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to cap it. But yes, yeah, honestly, it's, I, think it's, I think it's amazing the journey that you've been through. Uh, it's been very insightful. Uh, there's a lot to learn. Um, from from people like yourself, and inshallah, we hope that you will spearhead uh, this next movement, where there will be a lot more productions, Islamic films. Inshallah, we hope to see a lot. That, a lot inshallah, I'd love that. I just want to add one more thing. Yeah. Uh, when you were talking about what could we do, yeah, I, I really believe uh, education. Mm. Education. I didn't really. I touched it, but I didn't really talk about it. So, uh, education in terms of could be master classes or things like that just just to so introduction classes and things like that in terms of uh getting people to be uh, introduced to acting filmmaking that sort of stuff because mm. that that's a really hard one okay so 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 we need we need the, these types of classes that, but what run by muslims is that what you're saying it doesn't. Yeah, run by Muslims would be good yeah. because if we want to start an industry, then yeah. yeah, great. Schools, classes, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's it's really important. Well, there you go. There's an idea. Anyone who you never know who's watching and listening right now, they might be the one to hear this podcast and get something started. Inshallah. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair, brother Rashad. Honestly, really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure uh, meeting you. We haven't spent much time together, but in the short time that we have, it's been a pleasure. Alhamdulillah. And obviously, you're out in Bosnia right now. So, um, you know, I hope to come back. It's be- beautiful place. I was blown away by. Come back. I'll be your tourist guide. Inshallah, right? definitely, definitely. Uh, and I would, I would advise anyone out there. Honestly, Bosnia is beautiful. Like, I know everyone talks about Turkey. Everyone talks about Morocco. You know, you come Europe, you want to go Spain and etc. But Bosnia, that was an amazing experience for me. Like I said, I didn't get to meet Radar Shad out there. But there's like 300 rivers I heard or something in Bosnia alone. It's like waterfalls. I more than that. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that was just a round, rough figure that was given to me. It was rivers everywhere, waterfalls. It's basically like it's 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 one of those places where you can go with, you can go with your your spouse. You can go as a couple. You can go with your family. You can go there with, with just the the lads, you know, for for an outing. It's a beautiful place. Are you enjoying it out there? Yeah, I'm loving it. Yeah. Uh, Boston is. It's been such a blessing for me because. You know, everything I've gone through in my life, where I've lived and what I've done, and just Bosnia is just so calm. Mm. And no one, like people, people get to know you for who you are mm. and not, not what you're doing or anything like that. So it's a really, it's a really beautiful place. It's a very old Ottoman. 
Yeah, a lot of history. A lot of history there. A lot of history. Yeah, a lot of Ottoman history. Yeah, hundred percent. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, it's been a real pleasure, Brother Rashad. And uh, to all of our viewers and listeners, hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, check out all the great work that Brother Rashad is doing. And of course, if you ever go Bosnia, try and get to see him, be part of his group, inshallah. Uh, from myself, Shabir, as your host on the show, uh, from Brother Rashad and the rest of the Umfi team, we will see you next time. Take care of yourselves, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.